Welcome to the Village's Daily Sun podcast. I'm Jill Winters, the executive producer of the Village's News Network. We have a special entertainment treat for you now. We are joined by Whitney Moores, the artistic director at the Sharon L. Moores Performing Arts Center, as well as the studio theater at Tierra del Sol. How are you, Whitney? I'm excellent. How are you today? Pretty good. There's always lots going on, obviously, in the entertainment world. That's mm -hmm. why we're bringing you in studio theater at Tierra del Sol. Kind of tell us a little bit about what that experience is like for somebody that's going in and experiencing that theater setting for the very first time. Oh, for the first time? Um, well, to help you out, you can just call it the studio. Um, that's what I do. That's I like what the cool that. kids like do. We just call it the studio. Um, <laughs> it's just easier. Every experience is different. So every production at the studio feels very different because we're a true black box space. So what that means is we can adjust the seating for every performance based on what the production's needs are. So you might walk in the door and be looking at a set. You might walk through the door and walk through a set. Um, you might walk through the front door and be right where your seats are. So um, it changes up for every show. Our next show is called Other Desert Cities, and that opens actually on the 27th of March. How do you go about picking those shows? Because I think oh, yeah. one thing we've had Elizabeth in, and she's talked just about how you really go for anything. You want to include everybody, diversity. You pick a little bit of hot you know, button topics mm -hmm. as well. So how do you go about choosing what you want to bring to the studio? It starts with a committee. Uh, every year the size of the committee changes because the committee is voluntary. This year we had a very large committee. We had 13 people on our committee to pick season five at the studio. And through, through those 13 people, everybody brings in about eight plays that they want to bring to the group. And those plays have to meet our mission. Um, and our mission is to inspire the residents of Central Florida to examine relevant issues through intimate and innovative storytelling. Mm -hmm. So first and foremost, the play has to be relevant either to our local community, to our national community, or even our, our global community. And um, also it needs to be able to fit in our space. We have a small space, so um, sorry, we won't be producing 42nd Street anytime soon. We, we don't have room for all those dancers. So the cast has to be small and the, uh, the set needs to be something that is um, on the smaller side. We tend to do really large sets there mm -hmm. for our space, but um, we can't, we can't do a lot of the crazy things, like can't have eight different locations and things like that if it needs to be realistic. It takes us about six months. We read um, anywhere between 100 and 150 plays in those six months throughout the, the, the 13 people. Um, and every month we come together and we talk about the shows and we start cutting. We cut things for one reason or another. I, I didn't like this character arc or I didn't like the way this um, type of person was portrayed things like that and then it's all very democratic by the end we we put together sample seasons and we vote on them and uh, the winner takes it all I suppose so yeah I'm always looking for shows and I think everyone on my committee is always looking for shows everybody's constantly reading plays seeing shows seeing musicals we try to be um, pretty in touch with that I think it's also really important for our committee to be um, in tune with what's going on in the world and what's going on in our community and you've performed in a lot of those plays. What is it like being in such an intimate setting like that? Uh, I love it. It's my favorite way to perform. Uh, you can feel the audience there with you. You, you know when they're really on the ride with you. And uh, it's very, very rewarding. I'm very used to performing in smaller, more intimate spaces, kind of how I cut my teeth in Chicago. In Chicago, all the spaces are small. To me, the studio feels kind of big, actually. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, but that's from Chicago. That was a, quite a while ago now that I haven't performed in Chicago in about five, four or five years. Um, there was a little time where I did both, where I was here and then I would go back to Chicago to work, but uh, now I'm here full time. But it is wonderful. I love it. Um, I love how close I am with the patrons. I also love that after the show, 
if the bar is open, I can go over there and, and chat with people and see what they thought about the, the show and what it made them think about and all that. It's a really a full experience for me. Each one of those shows you bring in unique sets as well. So mm -hmm. how much work goes into <laughs> your staff putting together a set and then how quickly do they have to take that set down and then go ahead and start on the next one? It's so much work. So right now, just to give you an idea, our first show at the studio doesn't open until on September 25th of 2020. That's our first show of season five will open. We are just now starting uh, to design that show wow. right now in, in March. We'll start designing it now. Our resident scenic designer is here uh, full-time it's Kenny Constant he's also our tech supervisor for the Sharon so he kind of pulls double duty he designs it um, hand in hand with the director of the piece um, along with uh, myself and overseeing uh, oversight by our production manager as well to make sure we're staying on budget and all of that <laughs> and uh, most of the sets get built in the summertime we have interns here in the summer, they help build the set, and the set usually gets stored, mostly completed in pieces, and then it is loaded into the space sometimes the night after the show before it closes. So if we have a show closing on a Sunday night, um, depending on how intense that changeover is, we really try to have let, let the production team enjoy closing, come and have a glass of champagne. Ideally, ideally that strike is going to start the next day, but... Um, they start loading in the set the very next day. We usually um, push the rehearsals for our next piece to another space for a few days, but our rehearsals for the next piece will start the Tuesday after closing. So close on a Sunday, we have Monday, the rehearsals will start on a Tuesday. Yeah, it's pretty fast. Yeah, <laughs> it's fast. Because Studio is still relatively new, mm -hmm. what is some of the feedback that you're getting from residents that come in and enjoy a show there? Overall, the feedback has been really amazing. Um, I have a lot of people thanking me, um, which is amazing to me because I think I should be thanking them um, <laughs> for the opportunity to do what I love. A lot of people um, moved here from you know, ma major markets. You know, A lot of people moved here from places like Columbus and Cincinnati and Baltimore and Washington, D.C., New York City, and things like that, where they're used to having a vibrant theater scene. And um, they're very grateful to have something that reminds them of those more city-like experiences. It does feel like a a city theater and I think I think people enjoy that at least I hope they enjoy that because that's kind of what we go for in there um, I think people also enjoy having a chance to be challenged and think about things that maybe they wouldn't have thought about otherwise yeah overall it's been really great and I, I think you know not every show is going to be for everybody and mm -hmm. that's okay you know sometimes people are like oh I didn't like such and such a show and I'm like cool tell me why I want to know why you didn't like it and um, a lot of times the reason they didn't like it has nothing to do with how we did it, but everything to do with um, the subject matter that we brought up and that they um, weren't comfortable exploring. You know, they didn't like exploring that, which is fine. Right. You know, art isn't always for everybody. If it were, it wouldn't be art. Excellent. Beautiful. <laughs> All right, so we're going to jump back to the Sharon. One unique thing that you, you guys offer here at the Sharon is your Performing Arts Academy. This yes. is something I know is very near and dear to your heart. Mm -hmm. Tell our audience a little bit more about what that is and how do they get involved. It is a five-course curriculum that starts with Acting 1 and it culminates with Acting 5, and it takes you all the way through the basics of acting, through the audition process, and then it gets into acting styles, things like um, expressionism and um, acting uh, verse text, things like Shakespeare. Shakespeare or Moliere and things like that. Um, each course is six weeks long and you meet once a week for three hours and it's always about scene study so you're assigned a scene, you have a scene partner and you rehearse that scene outside of class and then you bring the scene in and uh, your teacher will 
guide you and help you learn about the craft of acting through the scene study. That's fantastic. How do residents sign up for this, learn more about it? Yeah, for sure. Um, you can go to our website at thesharon.com. At the very top, just click on the Academy. Our full schedule is listed there. You can sign up right online. If you're interested in the Academy classes, there's a free workshop led by our education director, Nathaniel Nimi, March 12th from 6 to 8. And you can sign up online. It's completely free, and it'll give you a really good idea of what we do at the Academy. Our six-week courses are $100 for 18 hours of study okay. um, with um, all of our teachers um, have master's degrees in the area. Yeah, I'm one of the teachers as well as Nathaniel. Um, we'll bring in other teachers as needed as well if we need to when we get into styles and things like that. So the, the course is really modeled around a conservatory type program. Mm -hmm. um, it, it does require a lot of outside work. You know, you can ask any of my students. They're like, oh man, it's so much work, but it's so rewarding. <laughs> you do need to rehearse with your scene partner outside of class every week for two to four hours oh, wow. so that you are prepared for the next week and you do have to learn your lines. Mm. Yeah, got to get that book out of your hand. Oh, my. <laughs> well, the good thing is our residents are all about continuous learning and trying yes. new things. So oh, this sounds goodness. perfect for what's going on in this community all the time. Yeah. It's really fun to guide them through that. And our classes are actually open to all ages. You only have to be 14. So uh, we, we do tend to skew older because our community is uh, full of very active residents. But it's really interesting sometimes to have, you know, a 20 year old in the class as well, or I've had high schoolers in my class as well. In my opinion, I think um, both demographics have something to learn from the other, and um, I think it's really inspiring to see them work together. So another thing here at the Sharon, don't tell Nani. Oh yeah. If you want to talk a little bit about that, I know a lot of residents have heard of it, maybe they haven't experienced it. Again, it's something that's close to your heart. <laughs> yeah. Tell us a little bit about what that is exactly and how they get involved. All right, so Don't Tell Nani is an uh, open mic piano bar night that we do here in the lobby of the Sharon. We call it the Lobby Lounge. We give it a bit of a late night feel. Uh, we are here until 10 o'clock, uh -oh. so you know. Drink your coffee. Got to take a nap a little bit earlier in the day, <laughs> yeah, villagers. Yeah. Don't worry about it. You actually don't have to stay till 10. It's come whenever, leave whenever. It's a it's an open mic, open uh, situation. Bring sheet music and sing any song of your choosing. You bring the sheet music up, and my dear friend Gary Powell will, will play it for you, and, and you can sing. You can also come and not sing. You can watch other people sing. Um, it's usually hosted by myself or my mom. Rebecca will host occasionally. We've had Heather Ard host as well, who's on our staff here is an amazing singer. In general, I do like to host them. It's a really good time and um, we have fun. It's a very relaxed situation. It's really, it's a really nice place to bring something that you've never worked on before. It's a good place to try out new things. Uh, we had a woman two nannies ago come and sing in public for the first time ever. And then she came to the next Nani and sang that song and another song wow. for the second time ever in public. Oh my gosh. So it's a very su supportive group of people. Yeah. yeah. Well, we have our regulars and we have, um, I'd say, I'd say probably half the audience is a regular and uh, the other half kind of cycle through. It's really fun. Oh, neat. We have like a lot that. of the same singers too. The next one's May the 4th. May 4th. Okay. Mm -hmm. Perfect. Anything else big that's going on in the world of entertainment that mm. you really want to talk about? Oh my goodness. Our summer is coming mm -hmm. and um, we do wonderful youth programming in the summer, bringing in Compass Creative Dramatics, but they work with younger kids and they get the kids on a Monday and by Friday they're performing a musical and they're doing two weeks of that. And then our education director, Nathaniel, has created his own program for teenagers. So we're gonna have a teen uh, theater camp here in the summer. I'm very excited about that. Um, and we also have a lot of charter school events coming up in, in May. It's a really, yeah, the, the, the spring dance recital. We have high school musical theater 
piece this year is Adam's family. I'm excited about that. I'm working with the kids on that. So it's really fun for me. I get to help them form their scenes and act through their songs. And the kids this year are really talented. I think it's a really, really fun way to stay connected with your community, you know, to, is to see what amazing things our charter school is doing. All right, Whitney, I know there's one more thing you wanted to make sure to pass along. What is that? So I can't believe I almost forgot to tell you about this, but our summer song cycle has just been announced and I'm very excited about it because I'm going to be making my triumphant return to the studio stage in it. Um, it's called Elegies. It is a song cycle by William Finn and it was actually inspired by the attacks on the World Trade Center. It made him think about loss and um, look back on people that he's lost in his life and he wrote all these beautiful and amazingly funny tributes to um, people that he's lost throughout his life. It's a beautiful show, it's very buoyant and fun and it's going to be starring myself Angie Rose, who you might know, she's oh, yes. a local performer. Mm -hmm. um, also Victor Souffrant and Ralph uh, Daniel Prentice, who were in Assassins okay. as well. And um, Craig Smith, who you might remember from John and Jen this last season at the oh, studio. Yes. So it's all familiar faces. Indeed. And uh, those tickets are gonna go on sale on May 12th. May 12th. And the show is a little later in the summer, it's in August. So how's the best way for people to stay in touch with what's going on at the Sharon, at the studio, uh, get information about the, the yeah. Academy as well? Where would you want to direct them? The easiest thing to do is to check out our website, uh, thesharon.com. Also, you can sign up for our newsletter. We send out a monthly newsletter. It's called The Scoop. It's very cool because it's really like an online magazine. Ooh. So you click, you click through and there's all these beautiful pictures and a lot of information about when things are happening, when tickets are gonna go on sale. And it's nice because it shows up in your inbox and you don't have to go search it out. You'd be like, oh, hey, The Scoop, I love that. And you can look at it there. I love the name, The Scoop. Oh, yes. Where did the that come from? You know what, that's a great question. I think um, our, our marketing team thought of it a long time ago. It was, I can, think I can credit Erica Nelson with that. Oh, okay. Very nice. <laughs> yeah, I think she thought of it. It's catchy though. It is. Scoop, I yeah, like the that. Sharon Scoop. Well, you want the inside scoop. Yeah, exactly. You, know? you can also follow us on Facebook. Okay. We have a uh, Sharon Facebook page as well as the studio Facebook page. We also have both Instagram and Twitter handles. All right, Whitney, thank you so much for joining us and telling us more about entertainment that's going on. And we look forward to having you back again soon. Oh. Likewise, it'll be fun. To keep you in the know about all things entertainment, you can find our podcasts at thevillagesdailysun.com backslash podcasts. And remember to read your Daily Sun. For now, I'm Jill Winters. I'm Whitney Morse. Have a great day.